0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Marty Smith's America Podcast. This is volume 27, inching up on 30. Hard to believe we have an awesome show for you guys today with Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco, the former NFL wide receiver who was six times a pro bowler, three times a first-team all-pro, and a second-team all-pro in 2003. He led the NFL in receiving in 2006, 766 career receptions, and more than 11,000 yards. He had a tremendous... NFL career. And his path to getting to the NFL is unorthodox at best. And I really dive into that with him. How did you get there from Miami, Florida to Santa Monica, California to Beaverton, Oregon to Cincinnati, Ohio? How's a guy do that? And to me, Ocho Cinco is one of those guys that really redefined the wide receiver position. I think he's one of those guys that made it a marquee must-pay, max deal kind of position. And uh, never had any qualms vo- voicing his opinion. Uh, in fact, he still has no qualms voicing his opinion. He was one of those guys that was flamboyant and who had a personality that transcended the game. People who did not really follow football knew who Cinco was, know who he is, and followed his career because of just how flamboyant and outspoken he was uh, and continues to be. So it was a pleasure to get the opportunity to chat with Chad about ball and life and and growing up in Miami and what he saw and how that impacted him and developed him and, and molded him into the man he is and how uh, now at 40 years old, how he's evolved as a person. So I appreciated his time so much, and I think you guys will be really interested in seeing what Chad's doing right now. He's a part of a brand new six-part series from award-winning filmmaker Evan Rosenfield, hip-hop pioneer Uncle Luke Campbell, and it's fascinating. It's called The Warriors of Liberty City, and it's a really keen, in-depth look at the impact of football on that neighborhood in Miami, Florida the talent that comes out of that neighborhood is absolutely jaw-dropping. Whether it's Devontae Freeman, Antonio Brown, Duke Johnson, Teddy Bridgewater, Dalvin Cook, Chad Johnson, all these guys came from that neighborhood. And I actually went there recently with Antonio Brown. And I saw his impact on those young men seeing what they can be. Teddy Bridgewater was with Antonio. Dalvin Cook was with Antonio that day. Watching those young men interact with Dalvin and Antonio and Teddy, knowing they can tangibly see and feel, these guys are me, and they did this, and that means I can do this. Football is the vehicle. You'll hear Chad discuss that as well. Fascinating conversation with a fascinating human being and it was a great pleasure in my life to have the opportunity to spend just a few minutes with him. Maybe 20 minutes or so, but it was a really fascinating 20 minutes. So I look forward to your feedback on it. Hit me up on Twitter. I want to hear more from you guys about this podcast. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your reaction to what what you're hearing from these individuals. And I appreciate so much whether I'm in the airport, I'm in the grocery store, I, it makes me so proud when you guys mention Marty Smith's America podcast to me. And uh, this is a good one. But before we get to Ochocinco, uh, we have a very important matter to discuss. Bacon. Guess what, bacon lovers? Now, with every single pack of Smithfield bacon you purchase, you can enter for a chance to win bacon for life. You heard me right, bacon for Life every day for the rest of your life. All the slow-smoked, crispy happiness you can handle. Wake up, boom, there's a bacon-filled breakfast. You need lunch during the big game? No problem, bacon. We got it for you. And for dinner, bedtime snack, or any other time of the day, I don't even need to say it because you know it, bacon. You can baconify anything you like. Bacon on s'mores, pancakes, a BLT made with a mountain of bacon. There's no gimmicks. There's no tricks, just a whole truck full of smithfield bacon for life and for the win the chance to win it is yours right now look for specifically marked packages of smithfield bacon in stores or visit smithfield.com forward slash bacon for life for details flavor hails from smithfield y'all no purchase necessary this offer ends december 31st 2018 go to smithfield.com forward slash bacon for life to enter and for free entry instructions. Now that we know about Bacon for Life, let's have a chat with Chad Johnson, our man Ocho Cinco. Hope you all enjoy it. I'd like to start with the Warriors of Liberty City. Describe what it's like to grow up in that area.
1: I mean, really, words really can't put it pull it in, in the description, you know, what that atmosphere is like. You know, once night falls, you know, it's it's a, it's a war zone, especially back then. I mean, it's bad now. So you, you got to think back when I was growing up, it was, you know, 10 times worse. I had to be inside before the before the porch lights came on or the street lights came on. And um it, it, it was dangerous. You know, you, you didn't know what was going to happen, where it was going to happen at, at, at what time. It, it was crazy. It was crazy at that time, back then. And obviously it hasn't changed much but it's not as bad but it's still bad because you know the killings are still happening
0: how does that shape you as a young person when that is your normal what is that like mm-hmm.
1: you know, for me when you come come from a background like that those type of surroundings and that type of atmosphere it it mentally toughens you in in such a way where things really don't bother you i don't want to use the word type of character but it it, it builds a certain certain wall and 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 ability to deal with, you know, things in life that you're going to have to deal with. And they really don't bother you as much because of your upbringing, because of the atmosphere that you dealt with. You know, it just it, it just tightens you up a little bit.
0: I actually just went there, Chad. I was uh, mm-hmm. I went down to Traz Powell Stadium in Liberty City. Right. That's your spot, isn't it? And uh, oh, yeah, I went down Ohio there with, uh, we with Antonio Brown and did okay. a story with okay. him. And you know he is from there as well. Duke Johnson is mm-hmm. from there. Teddy Bridgewater and Dalvin Cook were also with Antonio and me down mm-hmm. there, and they were painting a very similar picture to that which you were yeah. painting, and and discussing mm-hmm. the value of football. Yeah. Chad, what is the you value of football
1: in that in that area? That is your that's your out. That that is your out. That is your your you know sports is your out and football. And the fact that Luther Campbell created this program 29, 30 years ago, it gave these young kids an out. I mean, we're, 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 you got to think about it. We don't have the resources. We don't have the outlets. You know, only speaking for myself, I definitely wasn't going to be an academic scholar, and did, you know, an academic scholarship and, you know, go that route. So what was my only outlet? Football. That was it. What do you
0: think happens to you if you don't, if you didn't have football? Oh, I am
1: dead. I'm dead or in jail, easily, easily no hesitation
0: so growing up there I I, want to just I want you to take me down your path how does a guy that grows up in Miami end up in Santa Monica alongside Steve Smith I just want you to walk for people that don't know your path a lot of people know (coughs) your flamboyant uh, personality they know your tremendous NFL career they don't know how you got there take me there
1: so raised by my grandmother she kept a tight close knit on me you know um I had some, some trouble as a child, as, as we all do, more school-related, you know, refused to give up on me at all, at all. So through elementary, through junior high, she kept me as close to her as possible, being that she was a teacher and a counselor on Miami Beach, um, what everybody would consider South Beach. So I went to kindergarten, elementary school, junior high, on Miami Beach, even though we lived wow. in Liberty City. And the fact that I was able to get away with it is because she was a teacher and a counselor at the time over on the beach. So when it was time for high school, obviously I wanted to go to the inner city schools where Teddy Bridgewater and, and Antonio went. I was thinking of going, maybe I was going to Miami Northwestern or Jackson Senior High. Again, my mom wanted to keep an eye on me. So to get me outside of outside the Liberty City area. And I went to school at Miami Beach Senior High on, on Miami Beach. I thought it was a bad idea. Of course, I didn't understand it until long after the fact. It was better to play against the competition than play with them, actually to gauge yourself. So at that point, it was time to graduate. She is fed up. I graduate late. You know, I do graduate, but I graduate late. I I go to an NAIA NAIA school called Langston University as a redshirt freshman, and I get in trouble for fighting, and they send me back home and expel me. And that is how I ended up in L.A. My grandmother said, I've done all I can. I washed my hands. It's time that you go live with your mom and let her take over. And that's how I ended up at Santa Monica College with Steve Smith. Uh, I went to live with my mom in L.A. And we know how the story goes from there. from Santa Monica to Oregon State for one year and to NFL career.
0: It's amazing. I, <laughs> I mean, it really is. It's kind of amazing uh, when you consider that path. It's just an unorthodox path. And very, very guess, bad path. I guess a lot of us take unorthodox paths. You're talking about not understanding your grandmother's philosophy of sending mm-hmm. you to Miami senior high school. What's mm-hmm. it like when you mm-hmm. see the wealth and splendor around you every day on South Beach and then you juxtapose that with what you experienced in Liberty City?
1: Well, I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really, you know, it was, it was, it was a joy to look at. You know, going to school, seeing the Ferraris, the Lamborghini. I mean, it's it was unbelievable back then. You have to think this is the eighties. Yep. You know, along with the eighties was that was when Miami was really. I hate to use the word. That was when all the the big time. You know what was out back then. You know all the kingpins and in yep. early, late 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 eighties early nineties. So I was a I was able to see all that and then going back home and having dreams of you know, owning, you know, those those, those cars, owning the jewelry, like it was it was fascinating to me. But still my focus was always football and always had those aspirations of dreams of living that luxurious lifestyle one day. And when did you know you were and, great? Oh it was I, I didn't understand I didn't understand it till late. Um probably I my second year, second year in the league. When I understood my, understood my body, understood my skill set, understood what I could and couldn't do, and made my, my, my weaknesses and my strengths as a receiver, that's when I knew, okay, I got it. I got it now.
0: You've had so many unique and various random exploits, whether it was Dancing with the Stars, WWE, Major League Soccer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you rode a bull, man. You rode Deja yeah. Blue in the PBR. Yeah. What did that you learn
1: fun. when you jump on a bull? That they are extremely powerful. They are extremely powerful, despite what it looks like from watching from afar. And I I do, I do it again. That was that was very enjoyable. That was a very enjoyable, humbling experience. Those dudes are really good athletes. You've
0: always had this uh, great interest in soccer, right?
1: Yeah, Uh, my love.
0: How was that born?
1: You know, I, I gravitated to the game of soccer as as a young kid. Growing up in Liberty City, you know at P.E., when you go to P.E., they just throw all the different balls out, soccer ball, tennis ball, football, basketball, and I just gravitated to the soccer ball for some reason as a little kid with really no experience, no no upbringing around, and I just I just enjoyed it and then started playing back then. Did
0: you ever have the opportunity to meet Ronaldo?
1: Yeah, 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 of course, many many times, very good friend of mine. What's he like? He is, if I had to put in the words, he would be like a, he'd be like a, a Brady. He'd be like a Brady. If I had to use a comparison, not like his, his, his urge to want to be better, his urge to, his curiosity on our training, how we train for football, his eating habits. He's, he's health freak. He doesn't drink. Uh, yeah, and we've been mutual friends the past decade. I go watch him play every year, and matter of fact, I'm going to watch him. I'm going to see him September 30th, in Juventus.
0: I had the opportunity to go to China with him last summer, and mm-hmm. I got to kind of see the. It, it's he's famous, Chad. I mean, there's some famous yeah. dudes over here in the states. That dude is famous. No, that's that's
1: a different different type of famous. It's
0: a different type of famous.
1: When when you're yeah. around
0: him and you see that, describe for us what that's like.
1: It would be similar to. What it would be like if Michael Jackson was here? You ever seen Michael Jackson walk out somewhere?
0: It got to the you point where the he couldn't video? walk
1: out anywhere. <laughs> exactly, that's exactly how it is with him. And obviously, the settings that we meet in, we meet in, are always either he's at practice or I see him after a game. So when I'm never in that setting where it's I have to deal with the crowd itself. But I I, I know how it is.
0: It's interesting that you have. I mean, you. you the, to be someone who has these personal relationships with these transcendent people. You mean you mentioned Brady. I mean you played against him a lot. You know, you mentioned what we discussed Ronaldo. When you have that opportunity to have a more intimate type of relationship, what what do you what things have you gleaned personally from Ronaldo or or Brady?
1: I treat him just like one of the, just my normal normal friends, you know? Like it's really really I don't really think about it like that. The way the way you pose the question is just to me it's just a regular guy that I've known for almost a decade now, you know? And that's it. And then when we when we do converse, when we do talk, it's not even about it's not even about soccer. You know, it's just like, Hey, how's everything going? Everything good? You healthy? Yeah, cool. All right. Well listen, I need a ticket, I'm coming to the game September thirtieth. Good luck. Stay healthy. Boom. That's it. And it's it's just that continuous checkup and and seeing how one is doing just over the years.
0: What I I saw that you had given some consideration to coaching. What thoughts have you given to that recently? About no, 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 no. no.
1: I can't. I I don't. I don't want to be busy, and I don't want to be busy. Coaching is a different (laughs) ballgame. Coaching is a different ballgame, and it takes up. It consumes up too much of your time. You know, it takes away from that time of me actually being being a father.
0: So, what is on the current goal sheet?
1: Really, mostly achieve them all, just to make sure the, the kids achieve all theirs. and That's that's my that's my my current one. Make sure each of my kids achieve greatness in their respective crafts. How
0: closely do you pay attention to the NFL right now?
1: Pretty close. I mean, when I, when I do watch Marty now, I don't watch. I you know I'm a Dolphin fan. I'm from Miami, and I, I will also support the Mangolds until you know I'm. I'm no longer here, but I watch games based on wide receiver and DB matchups only. That's it. So as as of week one coming up, I'm excited to watch Mike Evans and Lattimore because the Saints are playing Tampa Bay. And obviously, I mean, the Odell and, and Jalen Ramsey matchup is going to be phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> That's how I watch week to week. That's so interesting.
0: What is your dream DB wide receiver matchup?
1: As of right now, it would probably be... Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one.
0: That OBJ uh, Jalen one is
1: legit. Yeah, that's a good one. I say maybe A B and Patrick Peterson. Or Odell <laughs> and Patrick Peterson. You know, I I I am I'm, I'm picking a corner that's extremely agile and extremely fluid in his movements to me that would be that would be similar to what Deion Sanders was. So I would pick Patrick Peterson, you know, against any of those top three, you know, your Julio, your your Odell or your A B. I mean, there are other great DBs out there. Yes, I just I like Patrick Peterson's style of play. Everybody has a different style, but the, the PP is is my favorite. So, any anybody against him?
0: You noted AB, OBJ, and Julio. What yeah. separates an elite wide receiver from a good one?
1: Oh, skill set. That's easy. It, it, it Marty. It's, it's what three, four receivers on every team. There's 32 teams, right? and every team has a number 1 what separates number 1 from the 2 and the number 2 from the 3 your skill set we all
0: run how is that developed all, though that is that god given
1: that that's dna you, you can't okay. control dna <laughs> that's okay. dna you know uh, that, that's all dna and then you work on your craft you hone your craft and understanding what you what you're good and what you're good at and what you're not good at you find one niche whatever that niche is you become great at it that greatness, that niche, is what separates you from everybody else. you got to think. think about Floyd Mayweather. It's a million boxers in the world. Well, what makes Floyd Mayweather so great? His defense, the best defense, if that. He can hit you when he wants to. You know, there's something about his game that makes him better than everybody else. That's DNA. There's something you just can't coach, you can't teach. You're born with it, obviously, having to put in the work as well.
0: What would you think of Jalen Ramsey roasting the whole league?
1: I love it. I love it. We need that. We, Why? we as as fans, we as media, we need that. Because I'm sure media, you guys have to be tired of the, all the politically correct answers. You have to be tired of that. It's it's good to have bulletin board material for a change. It's good to have a villain for a change. And not everybody being a political robot giving you no material to use. It's good to have somebody not saying all the right shit all the time. That's boring, even for media. It's good to have somebody shake the table every now and then. It's okay.
0: It is okay. Like, and and then, you that, were really... then that
1: then that then that individual, all he has to do is go out there and back it up. It's still the game of football. Come hella high water. It's still the game of football. All you have to do is just go out there and play.
0: You were so good at shaking it up. You were so good at being an anti-authority, antagonistic mm-hmm. voice when you felt it was necessary. Why was that important for you to do that personally?
1: I need. I needed the pressure. I needed the added pressure to go out and perform week in and week out. You know? Who writes and who makes up a checklist with all the D B names in their locker ahead of time? It's already hard enough to score. It's already hard enough to execute an offense. It's already hard enough to get open. It's already hard enough to, to catch the ball. I needed that extra and added pressure to perform. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I, I liked it. I wanted the it's to end the know. Yeah, yeah. I needed it. And I come no matter what you try to do to stop it, I was still going to get open.
0: Who covered you better than anybody else?
1: Nobody. (laughs) There might have been passes. Nobody. There there, there might have been passes. There might have been passes that were incomplete, but I was never, ever covered. Never. I mean, you can honestly, you can go back and look at a decade or 11 years worth of film. I was never covered. Passes might not have been completed. The the stat line might not have been what it should have, but I was never actually covered. My feet wouldn't allow that. They wouldn't allow it? Now my feet? No, they wouldn't allow that. How? How did they disallow it? Yeah, my, my feet were the best ever.
0: Explain to someone who doesn't know what that means, what that means.
1: I mean, just route running, my, 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 my suddenness, my quickness, my ability to beat bump and run, my ability to beat double covers, my ability to beat two-man, or you know, regardless of what you put out there. I mean, fans, it, you would have to go to YouTube and watch training videos to understand the 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 graciousness and sweetness of the footwork to to get a gist.
0: One of the things that is going to be a story in the NFL until it's, I mean, it's for years it will be is Kaepernick, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Where where do you stand on whether or not Colin Kaepernick should be an NFL quarterback right now?
1: I mean, I, I think he I think he should be. I think he should be. I love the message that he's trying to get across. I'm um, assuming that the owners don't want him using their platform to get the message across uh, from a, from a owner standpoint, I could probably see that, but I also understand why he's doing it. You know, the reasons behind it, I think the message itself is, is, has gotten lost a little bit and the people forgetting why he's kneeling it's, it has nothing to do with the flag. It's just more so the social injustices, the police brutality, the killings that are going on in society. But it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a touchy subject, you know, and it's gotten to what it's gotten to now. And I think, I have a feeling, I think Kaepernick is going to win his case with the collusion against, you know, the owners and the team because he should be on the NFL roster, period.
0: Why do you feel like he'll win?
1: Why, why wouldn't he? And I hate I hate comparing players. I hate comparing people and, and you know, I hate comparing stats and, and quarterbacks, you know, it's just... I mean, for what he's done, you know, previously, his, his resume, you know, he took the 49th to the Super football, I mean, why wouldn't he be, you know, his experience alone, and then being able to win games, being able to contribute in general.
0: You had this amazing way of playing with so much joy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Des- des- describe that joy, because I, in my estimation, the world needs a little bit more kindness and joy. Why was it important for you when to i when I, was, when I was
1: a little, when I was a little kid, growing up in Liberty City, when we went out there and played, my outlet, my peace of mind, away from all the killings, away from all the the, the, the drugs and everything going on, all the surrounding, my outlet and peace and fun was out there in between the lines on the green grass, and that that is when I was at my happiest back then. So all I did. Is Once I made it to the NFL, I took that same joy, that same happiness, without, regardless of the rules, regardless of my surroundings, regardless of how much I was making, and played the game the exact same way without changing or conforming to how they felt I should have been. And that's all it was, playing the game like a little kid, not the business th- that it actually is. How does the business impact the joy? If you think about the business too much, then there's no joy in it in a game of football. At all. Because that's all it is. It's a business. Where's Le'Veon Bell right now? That's business. You know? The joy is on the field. But then there's a business aspect of, aspect of it that messes everything up. Oh, he's not playing well. You got to go. You're cut. Oh, he got injured? Ah, uh, you know what? You can't use him no more. You're gone. That's the business side. I didn't care about the business side. I just want to get on the field. And I'm going to have some fun. Period. That's my joy.
0: What do you make of some of these contracts? Uh, Aaron Rodgers got paid. Aaron Donald got paid. Khalil Max getting paid. You know, these mm-hmm. guys, it's it's real money, and it's real guaranteed money. What kind of yeah. shift does that signal in the league, Chad?
1: No, that's, that's the market. That's the way it goes. It continuously goes up. I understand that. Ooh, my money was real. I just didn't spend it. I was cheap as hell. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, that's <laughs> good, man. That's smart. Yeah, I mean, it, it's cool. You know, and one thing of is one thing about baseball, football, basketball, that will never deteriorate. That money will always continue to to go up and go up and go up. My son will be there one day, and he's going to have one of those crazy deals. You know, it's, it's cool. I like it. What was the void for you when the game was gone? I didn't. I didn't have or need a void because I was content once my time was up. Because I played okay. the game for an extremely long time. My way. I did it my way, like just like Frank Sinatra sang. So when it when it did end, I was content and I was at peace because I did as much as I think I could have, and I did it my way the entire time, without changing, without losing my sense of self.
0: You sure did, brother. Uh, Man, look, I appreciate your time so much. Uh, I've taken too much of it, and thank you for your perspective. (laughs) Have an amazing day and be blessed,
1: man. Appreciate you. All right, boss. You too, baby. Thank you.
0: I told you guys it was fascinating. I could talk to that guy for an entire day. He has done so much. We didn't even get to touch on Dancing with the Stars. Laney's going to be mad at me. That's the one thing she cares about. But what really stood out to me is without football, I'm dead. Wow. It is a vehicle. It is a beacon. It is a path and an avenue to a better life. And it was so interesting to me to listen to Chad discuss that avenue. And, I, again, as I said to you guys in the open, I had a very similar conversation with Antonio Brown, with Teddy Bridgewater, with Dalvin Cook, when I was down in Liberty City at Tras Stadium, the stadium in which all of those young men played high school football and on which some of the greatest talent in the NFL plays. It plays host to four different high schools, and at any given moment there are 10, 12, 15 Three, four, five star players on that field at the same time. And I appreciate Chad being so honest and so vulnerable to uh, discuss it that way. And same with Antonio, Teddy, and Dalvin. I appreciate all those guys because it's a lot, you know, look, it's an area, it's a life, it's an experience that guys like me just, I can, I, I respect it so much, but I didn't live it. And so, to sit here and pretend like, oh, yeah, I know. We don't know. We don't know what those guys went through. We don't know what those guys saw. We didn't live it. And so for them to have the vulnerability to share with us what that challenge is like uh is appreciated. And, again, it's it's a beacon in itself for young men going through that right now. Those guys showing up and being visible lays that road out for these young men who are trying to get out who are trying to build a better life for themselves and who want to use football as that vehicle. So thank you to Chad for that vulnerability. It's appreciated. And another thing you heard Chad discussing right there is the importance of fatherhood and kind of where he is right now. Fatherhood can be interesting. Parenthood can be interesting. It can be the most wonderful thing in the world. I say to my friends who are new parents for the first time all the time, it is the most fulfilling thing most impossible job on the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a keen example thereof in this week's Hillbilly Hotline. Roll it, Travis. Words, sayings, or just a way of life. Roman candles? That's a redneck mortar launcher.
1: That's what that is.
2: (laughs) This is
1: Hillbilly-isms.
2: Hey, Marty. This is Jake from uh, Omaha, Nebraska. I, uh... Just just listened if that's a thing, to uh, all your podcasts, and I think they're absolutely hilarious. I do have a story to tell you. It's not really redneck, but uh, it'll probably make you laugh. Just a couple weekends ago, we were visiting my brother-in-law in Kansas City, and my son, he's now three, he's supposed to be taking a nap, and he called out for me, said he had to go to use the restroom, he needed to use the restroom. And so I uh, told him to go in do his business, comes out about five minutes later, he said he was done, I said, did you wash your hands, and he said, yep, he, I said, did you wipe your bottom, and he said, yes, sir, so I told him to go back to bed, uh, a couple minutes later, he called out again, so I went in and see what he was doing, and he said, daddy, I still have poopy in my bottom, I said, no, you don't, you're fine, just go to sleep, and he proceeded to say, yeah, huh? want to see, and he sticks his hand down his pants, and he comes out with a finger full of poop. <laughs> so I told him not to touch anything, not to touch anything, just go to the bathroom and I help him clean up. So we walk into the bathroom, I look down, and I say, what is that? He looks at me like I'm an idiot. And he says, it's poopy, Daddy. He rolled, unrolled the toilet paper, wiped his bottom, and then rolled it back up. Oh, <laughs> now, I don't think that's redneck, but I think it's extremely frugal which must be something that he gets from his mother. Uh, Hope you laughed. Hope it was a good story. Uh, I'll be listening.
0: Bye. Oh, man, bathroom stuff. Bathroom stuff is always classic. That's a good one. That's a good one. See, man, you got to be careful. Here's the thing. Laney always says you got to inspect. Man, you cannot assume. You cannot sit there and think as a parent. You know what? Okay, I I trust you on this, but – I totally understand where he is, because when you want him to nap, when you want him to be asleep, you don't care about anything else but them being asleep. Oh, you got poo in your buns? Fine, I don't care. Go to bed. Well, then it became a major hazard when uh, when little man had poo flinging all over the room. Travis, someday you're going to experience this, son. Someday, trust me, you're going to understand the humor in this, Rolling up poop and just, just stashing it for later. Yeah. Luckily as an uncle, I haven't had to deal with this, though I once had a nephew tell me that he didn't know how to wipe. Uh, my brother gets home. I tell him a story. He goes, yeah, he does. He's just messing with you. <laughs> See, they're smart too. Not only are they devious little creatures, they're smart too. Good call. I love it. Make sure you guys call. I want to hear your, I want to hear your thoughts. See, they don't have to be redneck. Every, I don't care where you're from. You know that story if you're a parent because every one of us dealt with it at some point when, when my youngest was maybe two, I don't know, one and a half or two, something like that. I walked upstairs into the playroom in our old, old home and she was playing nothing on but a diaper and I looked down and there is a full blown mushroom cloud of poo sticking out the back of this diaper and she just turned around and grinned at me and you are aghast in the moment but somehow somehow and i don't know how later on in life that is cute i don't don't ask how i don't know is there anything worse Uh, than a a blown out diaper it's pretty bad man like i mean it's pretty bad and you learn to deal with it and it's absolutely heinous and all of your inhibitions as a human being when you are a parent of a young child they just don't exist you don't care what you look like because you're never sleeping you don't I mean you act in ways you cannot even imagine before you're a parent you cannot even fathom it and then as time progresses you turn into your parents and that is a real problem suddenly something will come out of your mouth in an instructional way and in a parental tone, and you go, oh, my Lord, I am my dad. And it is a moment where you go, okay, do not become everything that you rolled your eyes at. But you're on the precipice of that, and it's actually, I think, inevitable. If your parents did a halfway decent job, uh, you turn into them. Call us. Let us know your thoughts. Tell us your hilarious stories. I don't care what it's about. If it makes me laugh, I'm game. Travis, I'm learning the number. You should be proud of me. 860-516-1315. One other thing that can make parenthood easier on all of you is bacon. As I stated earlier in the show, Smithfield is offering bacon for life. With every pack of Smithfield bacon you purchase, enter for a chance to win, yes, that's right, bacon for life. All the slow-smoke, crispy happiness you can handle every single day, every single meal for the rest of your life. You can baconify anything you like. Bacon on s'mores, pancakes, a BLT made with a mountain of bacon. There's no gimmicks. There's no tricks. Just a whole truck full of Smithfield bacon. The chance to win is yours right now. Look for specially marked packages of Smithfield bacon in stores or visit smithfield.com forward slash bacon for life. Flavor hails from Smithfield. No purchases necessary, guys. This offer ends December 31st, 2018. Smithfield.com forward slash bacon for life to enter and for free entry instructions. Bacon, 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 bacon. I had a blast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks so much to Chad Johnson for his time and insight. Travis, thanks so much for getting these awesome guests for us. Louise, I still think you're nuts, but I appreciate you giving us this platform. Thank you so much to Smithfield for sponsoring this podcast. It's appreciated. Guys, I need you guys to subscribe, rate, and review. Yes, it's trivial. Yes, it's tedious. Yes, it takes 30 seconds of your time, but I would appreciate it. Subscribe, rate, and review the Marty Smith's America podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time every week to listen to this program. Without you guys, what are we doing it for? We appreciate the fact that you're so passionate about it. We appreciate our military service members domestically and all around the world keeping us free. We live in the greatest country in the world for a reason. Thank you guys so much. Have an amazing week, and we'll see you next time around. This is the Marty Smith's America podcast.